0: What's going on, everybody? This is Glenn from The Raw Talk, your favorite host, and I am here to talk to you about Anchor, the platform that I use to record and upload all of my podcasts. Uh, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast, and it's free. So you know me, easy and free. That's what I like. There are creation tools on this platform that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to all platforms, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast and many more. You can make money also from your podcast, which is a super good benefit with no minimum listenership. So, boom, get that in there. But it, I wanted to say that it is everything that you need from a podcast in one place. Easy, convenient, free. You can make money. It's a no-brainer. Why don't you guys head over to the website today and check it out. Go to anchor.fm to get started what is going on everybody it is your favorite host glenn back again with the raw talk coming to you uh season one episode five and uh this episode is actually pretty crazy because it's the first time that we have a live studio audience uh my (laughs) guest maverick Makovic, has brought some groupies with him and uh, (laughs) they are here tonight to give him some support but i want to thank maverick for coming on the show oh yeah thank you man for having
1: me on um you know, like I told you on uh, the podcast I did with uh, you and Brandon Flint, it's uh, it's an honor to have you guys invite me out to be on. I'm ready to get into it, talk about whatever you want to talk about, and uh, you know, get it rolling tonight.
0: Yeah, man. So we talked a little bit about the, uh, before the show about what the show is about and what kind of platform we strive to provide. And I asked you to give me like a central topic or a theme that you wanted to keep this interview to, so that you know, I, I tell my guests that if you were your younger self, you know, what advice would you give? to your younger self, knowing what you know now and what would that be?
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were talking a few minutes before we even launched here. Uh, I would say, you know, one of the topics we can keep at the hint tonight that I like to strive for in my life is, is to continue doing what you love in life. Um, and trust that that process will get you where you want to be. Um, I think if I could give advice to my younger self and, uh, go back in time and tell myself that more that would probably be one of the main key points I would focus on just because you know the world today is always going to try and uh, convince you otherwise maybe you know convince you you should be doing this or you should be doing that but until you listen to your gut and you really go after what you want to do then you're not going to know what you're capable of
0: I like that so let's let's take a journey back in time and you said that we're gonna keep this interview uh, to doing what you love right so how do, how do you find a passion for doing something that you like to do? Now, take me back to maybe, you know, when you were in high school or even before that, when you really became business motivated. And let me preface this again by saying, you know, um, Maverick is a businessman. He is also an up and coming rapper and he is also a really, really go- a good bowler. So we talked about that before the show. But take me back to, you know, the, your childhood where you find something that you love to do and, how you do it.
1: Yeah. Um, so even before I got involved, I'd say in and, and everything I do in the business world today um, with my family, um, I would say when I started bowling and I started working on music were two areas in my life that uh, I started just trying to practice. It really became about it wasn't about the money for me then because, you know, I was 14 years old or so, 13, 14, 12. How old are you now? I'm 23 years old now. Okay. Um, so when I got into those different avenues and, you know, um, worked my way up, say in the bowling world, it's, it's because I just enjoyed, you know, I kind of got into bowling like we talked about on the last interview because of my family and, uh, little did I know how much I would actually love and enjoy it when I was out there. So it's one of those things that you got to try different things, um, you know, let your intuition guide you a little bit. But if you have something that you really love doing and like you you just recognize when you're doing it, like, wow, you know, there's a special feeling I enjoy doing this. Um, Those are two things that I've had that feeling with, with, you know, music and bowling. So I think Mm -hmm. that's partially why I enjoy working on those two aspects of my life a lot. Um, and then, you know, when I was 17 years old and I had the opportunity from my brother and, and from my family to, to join on board, um, as a business owner too, um, you know, it's a young age, but again, it, uh, I, it, it came, I think initially a part of the love that I have for them that I wanted to kind of make something of myself working with them. And, uh, I would say, the success that we've had, in, and and uh, since I came on board with them, is all due to the fact that we do love each other and we love what we do. Um, I think if any of us hated what we we're doing, or or you know woke up just miserable going into the day uh, toward our business life, we wouldn't be successful at all. Um, and so, you know, you got to have a certain level in you that really does love and enjoy what you do um, and everything.
0: Yeah. So you told me at 17, you became a business owner. When you're 15, 14, are you thinking about being a business owner? Like when did you, cause I know you probably had the opportunity to join the company when you were younger uh, and you did like little here and there things. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it was just, I, I personally wasn't ready to, uh, even when I was 17, I came on and, uh, started working with uh my family in the business without being an owner for a while um and it wasn't until i think really around that eighteen nineteen year mark where i kind of really wanted to be an owner with them kind of mm-hmm. wanted to be that involved um and take on you know more responsibility more uh you know more overall just involvement and everything and Again, I, I think it just came from a place of, of me wanting to to step up and and do more with what I was doing with
0: my life at the time. Yeah, um, so you're 17, you become partial owner in a very successful company. You know, Talk to me about some of the potential failures that you faced and how you overcame that. And I would revert back to this as being the, the topic of doing something that you love. So I'd assume that you knew at 17, by being invested fully into a company that that was something that you love to do. Yeah. Yeah. So um,
1: if you're talking about like potential failures, the good thing is in my setup in the business life that I, that I have with my family is we, we win and fail as a team. So I, at least there takes a level of fear off of failing when you're doing what you are doing with, People that that love you and that yeah. you love them, because there comes uh, kind of a point of a, a herd vibe, a, a team energy that you can cultivate there, that is rare. You you know, it's not easy to do, and it's it's a lot of people you won't find that in other places and other businesses. But if you can, if you can be in business with family members and you're all working as a team for the same thing every day. Um, I would say the level of fear of failure goes down a lot and you just become more powerful altogether um, when you're putting your minds toward the same goals. I would actually say the fear of failure in probably the bowling and the music world is more, would be more present in my mind over the years just because uh, it's such independent ventures Um, in the bowling world. You know, the top guys that make it on tour Uh, bowling on the national tour each year. It's not a team event that they're doing. They're winning singles tournaments. Um, So they do work as a team with their ball reps and stuff, but it comes down to just you uh, at the end of the day. And and obviously, as we know, music, unless you're in a band or something like that, it's pretty much the same deal as an independent artist. Um, So there's a little more fear of failure there. But again, um, it's something you just learn to kind of combat over Mm -hmm. time. By cultivating more self belief in yourself. Um.
0: So you're 23 now. You run a business, a very successful business. You also have a rap career. You also bowl. How do you find time as a young adult to manage your schedules, to be able to, you know, set time aside to run the business, to, you know, have your bowling? and do the things that you love? Well,
1: I'll say it's not easy because some people might think, you know, at that point you're feeling like you're just giving too much of yourself to these different areas and it's taking too much. But honestly, the feeling that's on my mind at the end of the day usually is I didn't do enough for this certain aspect. So, you know, it's more likely that I'm going to bed thinking I didn't do enough in this business aspect today, or I didn't do enough music or in this bowling aspect today than I am going to bed thinking, Oh, I did too much. I wore myself out. Um, I think it's one of those things. If you have drive and, uh, passion for what you're doing, there's just like this constant urge to keep driving yourself. Um, versus, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of days that I ever go to bed thinking I just exhausted myself. I did too much today. It's it's usually the opposite. I um, yeah. feel like I could have done more. I should have done more today. Um, And so it takes some balance. It, it It all takes some balance.
0: Yeah. So doing something you love, right? And we're going to go back in time again, back to your younger self, right? And the goal of the show is to try to reach out to kids or, you know, individuals who are trying to find their way in their life. So Take me back before, you know, you were in the company, you were in high school. Like, did you, have you gone to college? I've not gone to college. Um, now talk to me about that because, it you know, yeah. it's funny because this show is so diverse and the, the people I bring on. So my first, uh, my first episode, you know, was with Brandon who didn't go to college. Uh, yeah. That was my second episode because I went to college. I talked about that and talked about how I would change it. And then Brandon didn't go. And then I had a really successful college student who uh, graduated high school and is a senior in college all within two years. So it's really good to hear different people's opinions on college. And, you know, you didn't go, but you were able to build a business and maintain a successful life. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about, like, when you're younger, are you thinking about going to college or are you, like, you don't, you know, you don't want to go because you got things that you love doing. So
1: yeah. Um, you know, I'd say for me, um, with everything that was going on in my life, it just didn't seem like a priority to need to go to college and and study for something that I potentially was never going to use or, or pursue. Um, but I'm, you know, I have the mindset nowadays where I feel like college can be a very great, successful tool if it lines up for you in your life and the path that you're pursuing. And if it doesn't line up for you, if it just seems like it's uh, an oddball on, on everything that you're pursuing, like it did for me at the time, you know, it didn't make sense for me to, to go to college. Um, I would say that there's nothing wrong with not pursuing it either. And that you can be very successful outside of going to college. I think it really just boils down to what you want to do.
0: Yeah. And I I like that because like I said, you know, I talked about college. I went to college. It took me six years to get out of college and I'm 29. I look back at the time I was in school. And if I can go back, I would change it and not go to school. And the reason I say that is because the field that I'm in now, I kind of lucked into and you don't need a, a degree to be in, but, my time in college, I didn't learn shit. Like I learned a lot more in the real world outside of college than I did paying ten, twenty thousand $20,000 for education. So I think yeah. it's really cool to hear your take on it to say you know, you could promote either, you know, either aspect of it. Um, so we talk about college now, what, what motivates you? Like, what are you motivated by? Um, you know, I think just personally
1: what motivates me the most is is bringing it back to what most of this interview is about in the sense of doing what you love. Um, Because I just can't imagine I can't imagine living a life waking up every day and going to sleep every night, just knowing that I want to do something else. Try, you know, maybe mentally trying to do something else, but just hating what I'm actually doing. Because everybody's been there a point in their life before, where you know things just seem strange, like you're not you're not really exactly where you're supposed to be, and usually that comes from that you're not where you that you're yep. that you should be doing something else. Um, and if you listen too much to what the world has to say and what society has to say and their judgments and expectations on what they expect for you to be successful, you can get really lost and, and what success is and, and you know, what happiness is. Um,
0: so, yeah. And I, I, like that. So you want to know what motivates me? Yeah. Fucking money, dude, money. And okay. you know, <laughs> I'm glad that the topic of this is doing something you love, right? Because you draw a, uh, uh, like a, a stark comparison between the two is in one hand you have doing what you love. And on the other hand, you have money. Now, throughout careers that I've been with, those two seem to coexist with each other, right? So you can make a lot of money and not do something that you love. So you sacrifice that portion of your life, which kind of reflects back on your mental sanity, or you do something that you love for a little bit of money. So as we talk about that is like, how do you find the balance between making a lot of money and doing something you love? Like, how do you balance that out? Well, listen, a lot of people talk on
1: this subject a lot. You know, uh, Grant Cardone is mm-hmm. a person that, you know, we've worked with before in the past. And and he talks about cultivating uh, yourself to be able to love even the things that you hate in a way yeah. so that so that you can make a lot of money making sacrifices, like you said, but learn to love doing it. And to me, it it really comes down to what do you view success as? Um that's if you if you view success as having a lot of money as having multi million dollars, versus viewing success as being a happy person and enjoying your life, um, you could go down two different yeah. roads depending on how you believe in it. But so it so to answer your question, you know somebody can be extremely successful not making that much money if they really love every day of their life and what they're doing
0: yeah dude that ties like perfectly into the interview i did last night because we talked about success and that wasn't the theme of the show but we got into talking about it and uh you know success can mean different things to different individuals and i'm glad you touched on that because for me success can be you know having a shit ton of money and the guest i had on said that he didn't feel successful because he didn't have money but to someone who has money and this is running in circles You could look at someone's life who is content and who has, you know, three children, a beautiful wife and, you know, just make ends meet. And you can define that as success. So. I find that super interesting in that aspect that you talk about it. So the next thing that we can, you know, try to transition into is motivation. We talked a little bit about that, you know, who are three, motivational individuals in your life who have propelled you to be as successful as you are today. Three motivational. Individuals. I, you don't have to give me three. That was just a number that came to my head and you can give me as many as you want, like someone. And when I asked that, I say, you know, people right. in your life who have been either your backbone or someone that you look up to, or, you know, an idol. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. Good. Um, historically speaking, my top idol, would be jesus christ <laughs> um you know and i have other guys like eminem and alan Watts that i look up to in their own way and how they have impacted my life if we're talking about people in vec and in my life right now you know that have affected me over the years in motivational ways i would say my brother my parents my mom and dad and uh my fiance jade and my closest friends like landon and ryan and and uh, some of my other close homies. Um, I think those people that are closest in your inner circle have the tools and ability to to motivate you and drive you more than anybody else. That's you know um, you know strangers have the ability to give a speech and motivate you, but it's the people that you're involved with the most that that you want to you want to be happy, but you want to see them happy too. And part of seeing them happy too is is allowing them to have impact on your life.
0: Yeah, I, I like that, man. I talked, you know, I asked that question a couple of times on the show. And for me, it was my parents, my mom, and my dad for being, you know, the rock and support structure. And then I said fucking Captain America. And the reason yeah. I said that was because, like, yeah. Captain America defines the epitome of a successful man, someone who doesn't yeah. bend in the face of adversity and who can always, you know, stand up for yeah. the challenge. So, like, exactly. I kind of thought it was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, well that's Captain lot, America, that's like, what well, the,
1: the um Eminem's name out a minute ago is because he was a human that I saw in our lifetime just still just conquering every challenge he's had and still just shoving it back in everyone's face. And, you know, he's almost 50 years old today and he's still releasing albums. He's almost 12 years sober. Yeah. He's overcame a lot. To he was so much better when he was on drugs, though. Yeah. <laughs> don't even don't even get into that right now because we could have a whole different argument about that but <laughs> the dude is, is lyr- the truth, he's though. lyrical now. he's always been a lyrical like he says he's a rap guy what, yeah
0: what can you say yeah. So talk to me about your goals in your life. you know you are really young you are the youngest person I've had on the show and I would like to pick your mind about what your goals are for you know say one year, five years, where do you see yourself? What do you want to do? And just walk me through what your life looks like. And then we'll talk a little bit about, you know, attaining some of your goals.
1: Okay.
0: Well, to
1: start off, I'll touch back on what we just spoke about a few minutes ago about defining success. Um, Because nowadays I have kind of come to this balance in my life where I realize that, money and material goods does not equal success. Um, you could be completely unhappy with everything in the world. Um, but money and material goods can facilitate happiness and success if you allow it to in the right way and you're not clinging on to everything. Yeah. So I've kind of got to this balance where what I really want to do is, is just enjoy my life and be happy. Um, but to do that, it involves pushing yourself to do things that you never even thought you could do or would do, um, you know, it involves a lot of different It involves kind of a deep thinking level of, of how you see your life going. But I would say uh, my goals really financially would be to keep pursuing everything I'm pursuing now and. Um, Right now, I want to keep working with my family in the family business that we do. I want to keep pursuing bowling in the sense that I want to win professional titles in the next year or two. Yeah, and I want to keep pursuing music um, to the point where I'm going to have some debut, uh, a, well, a debut album, some different, some different tapes and albums that are launching in the next couple years as well. Um, that at that point, it's not even about how many people are going to listen to it or, or whatnot. But if one person listens to it and is impacted and is changed by it, then that's successful to me in the music world.
0: Yeah. Um, and it, it sounds like it reverts back to doing what you love, man. And I am I think proud does, of you because you know? I've been, you know, I've got to see you grow up and to be successful, man, it just, it, it makes me feel good for people who are successful when they grow up to be, you know, a better person. So I appreciate you, man. Yeah. You know, I I think that's great, but we are coming up on the end of the segment. So we're going to take a commercial break. We'll come back, discuss like two or three more things, and then we'll wrap the interview up. But, uh, that sounds good to me. Yeah. We'll take a quick commercial break. So, all right, yo, we are back with Maverick Makovic, and, uh, we are going to wrap this up today in a little while, but we will pick up where we left off talking about do what makes you happy. So, Let's hop back into it Mav and um you know what advice do you give someone who is searching for happiness Um honestly you know I would say
1: if there if you're searching for happiness part of that first of all starts with with more so basing your day around what makes you happy so if you're doing something you hate all day and then you come home for the last, you know, four hours of the day and you might be doing something that you love, it all depends on how you look at it. If you're still unhappy for two thirds of the day, then that, yeah. that usually needs to change, too. Um, but a lot of it comes back to uh, living in the moment more, um, you know, embracing what you have and, and what's in front of you. A lot of times more than you realize a lot of us build up, you know, these mindsets about, you know, being negative toward what we're going into in the day before the days even started. And uh, then you just you build a routine of waking up, feeling that way. You know, I've been there, so I know how it feels. And, and it takes it takes a lot to change it. But it starts with realizing what you do have already and, and embracing that moment more day to day. Cause that's where happiness starts in
0: my mind is, is right there in the moment. Yeah, man. I, and that was kind of a super, super fucking loaded question. I just asked you, oh, you know, nice. how <laughs> do you, uh, you know, what advice do you give to someone who's searching for happiness? Because happiness to you is something different to me and to our live audience who's in here. And to me, I think happiness, goes hand in hand and and I'm going to, you know, this is going to tie back into money for me. And at the end of the day, you know, I work and I work hard at what I do regardless of what it is to make money and to make the most amount of money. And I think business minded individuals always search for ways to acquire more. And when I say that and you know, and it can't even be, it doesn't have to be in the form of money. It could be in assets as, you know, uh, properties or, uh, Stocks. So yeah. that, to me, is what happiness is: is the ability to work hard at something and then reap the rewards. And at the end of the day, you know that is completely different from you know how you find happiness.
1: Well, yeah, I guess in a way, um, but at the same time, you know everything you just talked about. It's it's still about achieving a goal that fulfills you at the end of that goal. And that's why I think we're having the conversation we're having, because no matter what way you view it, it still almost comes back to the same thing of, of fulfilling what you feel like is the right thing to do. And then getting fulfilled by what you achieve in the end of that. Yeah. Um, so what brings you happiness? You know, I'd say, uh, what ultimately what brings me happiness is is my family and my friends and the ability to be able to cherish the moment sometimes and and just feel everything that life is about and and all the love that surrounds you and everything and uh, you know like I like we were talking about before it's different for everybody because if you and in, in my opinion if you're looking for money as the only tool to be able to achieve that, yeah, sometimes it'll let you down. But if you realize that money is one of the tools that you can use to achieve that, if you know what you're looking for requires something, you know, the tech you know, we live on an economic planet like Grant Cardone says. So so money is everywhere. It's it's what our whole lives get based around. A lot of the time since the time we're just a young kid. Um, but I think it all depends on how you feel about it and how you use it. I would say definitely if you're if you're positive and using it in the right way, then it definitely would facilitate your happiness, you know.
0: Yeah. On the last episode, we talked about being afraid to fail. And I want to tie that in here with doing something you love. Yeah, you think that you can do something you love with being afraid to, to fail essentially so I, I know that that's a loaded a really loaded question so what I'm saying is can you find something you love doing while being scared to take risks to attain your happiness that was
1: deep yeah that was deep yeah no I it, it was deep but I definitely feel. I definitely feel that what you're saying is, uh, you know, you said, can you can you take risks doing the things that you love, knowing that the end result is what you're looking for and happiness and be afraid to fail? The answer is yes. I think myself and most people listening or most people in general um, are afraid to fail like every day of their life. It's It's something that, you know, you can't just. You'd have to be really mentally strong to be able to just delete those thoughts permanently, the fear of failure. It's always yeah. going to be there in the back of your mind. See,
0: um, But courage comes from pursuing it despite how afraid you are to fail. I and guess. that question spawned from from in my mind thinking about this is I wake up, I work at a shitty job, I'm not happy. And I know my happiness is finding a job that I like to do. So say if I was into arts, uh, damn it, hit the mic, but if I was into arts I'm doing, you know, construction work right now. I hate it, but I want to do arts, but I'm so afraid of failing and leaving that job and not making it to be in the art industry. Like how do you find happiness? And that's kind of where that question came from is like I think that you have to kind of get over being afraid of failing to achieve happiness. And that can relate to your career or your personal life too. It's like, you know, you see a girl yeah. that you like, right? And you want to ask her out, you want to date her, and you know, it's going to bring you happiness in return because you're pursuing her. But the fear of failing at the opportunity to ask her is going to cause you to not achieve happiness. So that's kind of where that question came into my mind. That shit was deep as fuck. I got you. Yeah. 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 I mean, it can, to, it can relate to anything
1: really. Um, like you just said, the, the fear of failure, you know? Yeah as a human being, it's just like one of those things that we're cursed with along with being blessed with a smart mind. We're also super Mm -hmm. afraid of failure. Yeah. Uh,
0: But what is one of what's like one of your biggest failures? (laughs) One of my biggest failures.
1: Oh shit, man. Um, Well, if we're talking, if we're talking about the bowling world, I've failed like 150 million times out there. Yeah. You know, despite what I'm working towards and things that I have achieved and, uh, you know, realistically trying to pursue, you know, at least some PBA regional titles here in the near future. um, I've definitely failed out there a lot. And it feels like you've made a fool of yourself. By the end of the day, you go home thinking, oh my gosh, you know, everybody just saw me make ass of myself. You know, you're all embarrassed. It's just bowling at the end of the day. But, you know, we take it. To a level where we're trying to be the best in the world at it so it still holds you know a lot of significance when you you come in feeling like a failure because yeah. you just you know go out there and blew it in whichever you know missing spares or shooting a, a 150 or 160 game amongst a field that's all shooting 230 plus every game you know it can happen to anybody but the biggest thing i've learned is the best way that you can come back and give yourself the best odds at the next tournament or match is to shake it off and just believe that, yeah, that fear is there. It's happened before, but it's not going to stop me from achieving everything else. Um, -hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, it's just, it's just some negative thoughts there that,
0: yeah. So the biggest failure that I would talk about in in my life, And if I can go back in time and change something, it would be uh, taking school a little bit more serious. And this kind of weighs into networking, because I never saw the importance of networking with people, essentially. And, you know, that goes back to even high school, uh, into college and then into early career life. It was, you know, I thought I was too good to be doing what I did. And I was like, you know, fuck these people that are all around me. I don't need to get to know them. I don't need to put myself out there. And maybe I was scared and i think that's pro- probably part of what it was was being scared of what other people thought of me is what held me back from networking and i think that is one of my biggest failures that if i can go back and redo something in my life i, I would yeah. do that so you know that's something that i would change but if you yeah, could travel yeah you
1: on that cuz
0: <laughs> <laughs> if if you can travel back in time and yeah. tell your younger self anything in the world, knowing what you know now, Mm -hmm. what do you tell yourself? Well, I honestly like what you just touched on about not being
1: afraid of what other people think, because that would be one of the main things, honestly. Um, As much as I just talked about bowling failure, a lot of the times when you fail, when you're out there in a tournament is because you are afraid of what other people think and other people that you respect that are watching you. Yeah. And you might you'd be at the top of your game yesterday's practice session. And then you go into the tournament and you have all these people that you've looked up to and they're watching you. And then you're because of that fear of what other people think, it's just like what you were talking about. Yeah, it holds you back.
0: That That's and pretty scary. So I mean.
1: it, it takes a level of overcoming that just like in anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would say that would be one of the main things I would tell myself is, yeah, not being afraid of what the world thinks and what other people think, whether they're you're right there next to you or a million miles. From
0: yeah, shit. If I can go back in time, I would tell myself to buy Tesla when it was at like a hundred dollars oh, a share. Cause that shit is fucking <laughs> booming now. But, um, well, we're going to just get a couple more questions and we'll wrap it yeah. up here, man. You've been a super great guest. Uh, we dove oh, into you, some man. deep shit and it was kind of yeah. just spawned from the conversation. Cool. So, uh, we talked about happiness. We talked about you being a successful businessman, uh, Turned rapper, uh, also doing you know the pro bowling. And what is something that you appreciate about your life right now? Um, gosh, there's a lot
1: that you know, if you had of, to choose a lot one of ups thing. and downs in life, but a lot of things that I really, you know, I if I had to choose one thing right now, um, I would say my fiance, Jade. Uh uh-huh. yeah, I you know. I really appreciate, you know, her commitment and everything that we're everywhere that we've gone through and been now the point that we're at in our relationship.
0: Do you feel like she makes you better as a human? I do. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that? Is it just like her being your support system that you feel like you have someone to fall back on or? You know, um She's like the love of my
1: life. Don't fuck up. And she might bad. listen.
0: Well,
1: you know, she is the love of my life. And it's one of those things where, well, like you just said, it's it's not just someone that you can share your life with and fall back on if things go problematic. But that is part of it is that, um, you know, you do have a support system there. Um, but I would say just, you know, knowing her as a person and getting to experience life every day with her is it's just
0: such a gift that yeah. that's, you
1: know I, I would say that that's my biggest
0: I like that appreciate that's her. that's deep yeah. and she's gonna <laughs> love it when she hears it but uh <laughs> give me a few words that describe your life today you've been through well, we can't say you really been through a lot you're 23 but I mean you have seen the trials and yeah, tribulations yeah, of running a, yeah. success, a successful business and uh your ventures of doing other things so give me a some words to describe your life Um, what'd you say? Three words? Nah, (laughs) you can give me, I've been, I've been tailoring the shit around three, everything. Give me three of this. So (laughs) I was like, nah, just give me, give me whatever, man. Just whatever Um, you think described your life as a listen. Um, you know,
1: it's crazy, man. I would say it's, it's, uh, it's chaotic and hectic, um, at times, at times it's super peaceful, but it's despite any chaos or hecticness, it's quite fun and beautiful. So, um, I mean, that's how I'm starting to try and, you know, I've been working toward viewing life in a yeah. more organic, beautiful way. And, uh, you know, so. All
0: right. Well, we'll wrap up on this question. I asked this question yeah. to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's good. It's a fun one, man. It's not, I mean, I got you got to think about it a little bit, but I yeah. always like to pick people's minds to hear what they say. So you get in a plane crash you're on an island six months to a year okay you got three things man what do you got um six
1: months to a year on an island yeah you're stranded all right um is infinite amount of fire starter kits an option
0: uh i mean you could say a flint maybe all right um (laughs) i had brandon said a a barrel of rope. i was like all right shit shit you know um
1: I would say a flare gun.
0: Huh.
1: Um, and as long as there's animals there, something to eat, probably like lighter, <laughs> lighter fluid in a lighter
0: like, okay. Pro- protein <laughs> pack. Pack. Yeah, okay. protein pack. Well,
1: I'm just saying, I mean, a lighter float in a liar probably because you'd have to eat something to survive so
0: yeah man well i appreciate you being on here you've been a champ this is the first episode we did with the live audience it has dwindled down some but uh oh, we managed to get through it and i appreciate you coming on here and being vulnerable on you know on the podcast and giving us some I appreciate
1: you having me you.
0: yeah man and giving us some insight into um you know always doing something that you love. So, you know, I hope the listeners can take something away from this and find happiness through what they do and always, Most definitely, and always just, you know, find something that they love to do. So, uh, do you have any last words, man, um, for, the, for the listeners?
1: You know, I appreciate you and I appreciate you guys for listening in if you have. And, uh, you know, it's been a real raw talk.
0: Oh, wait, wait. Oh, no, that's a drop line, but Hey, you got some songs out there, right? Uh, you know, I'm on SoundCloud right now. Drop your socials, you know? man, so people can follow you.
1: All right. Uh, well, like I said, if you're on SoundCloud, you'd have to you'd have to type in Maverick
0: Macvic, which is my full name. Yeah.
1: Um, if you're on Instagram, MAV M A V Mac M A C K with an underscore. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> with an underscore. I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. I've that's got two. I've got two of your songs that I love that I bump all the time. Uh, I will try to upload them to the website and get them so that people can listen to it when they go on to the Facebook to hear this or Spotify. It'll be a link. So All once right, again, cool. yep, I appreciate everyone for listening. This is Mav, and you have got a little insight into his life. And this is the Raw Talk. We're out. Yeah, buddy. Yep.